As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. Today we are continuing our best month ever, as Ellie from Best Film Ever joins the show. Welcome. Hello. Here I am, all the (laughs) way from the UK. There you go. So... In case someone's just decided to drop in on this episode, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about Best Film Ever? So Best Film Ever is basically our quest to find the best film ever. Um, So we do a deep dive review of movies from all sorts of different genres. So um, as we're recording this week, we're doing The Notebook. But, you know, we've also done things like um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo or Joker, you know, sort of darker films. We've done action movies like the hitman's bodyguard or um the uh oh i've forgotten what it's called <gasps> the the <laughs> die hard die hard with a vengeance oh. <laughs> um and then we've done we've done all sorts like ferris bueller's day off like goodfellas like we, we just do a really big mix of of genres across the podcast and it depends on what we choose or what's coming up in current times and things so it's very varied yeah um, absolutely as uh as well right and uh I've t- as i told in on his episode in my opinion you've already found the best film ever you guys just didn't agree and that is the silence of the lambs that is my number one <laughs> easily fair enough <laughs> i think just not ours <laughs> and that's okay that's the, that's the good thing that's the good and bad thing about your show you're never going to find the best film ever that everyone can agree on that's the great thing about movies oh, yeah but but we need to find, we rate our movies from 1 to 10, so, or naught to 10 in some cases. Um, so, um, like, I think we're trying to find the best balance across um, across all four of us, or sometimes we have guests on, so across the five of us, as the case may be, um, to sort of get the average right. average best film ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Those words go together. Average best film ever. I like it. As of right now, what would you say is your number one, do you know? Like offhand, do you know what it is? Oh, well, I can I can say this because this will come out after our recording. Um, I really really love the Notebook, which we're recording today. Um, okay. that is that is probably my number one best film ah. ever. Um, however, <laughs> something I also very very much love is Bridget Jones's Diary. That's right. Hey, perfect segue because that is what we were talking about tonight. Bridget Jones's Diary. She has the grace of a goddess. <laughs> The heart of a saint. Thanks, Chubby. And a mind. I, I could be wrong. What do you think? All her own. Do you know where the toilets are? This spring, see the world through the thighs of Bridget Jones. Oh, me. The enormous pants. <laughs> From the makers of Notting Hill. I'm king of the world! Bridget Jones's diary. <laughs> okay, so when did you first see this? Um, I think I probably first saw this when I was about 12. So it's it was a while ago. Um, I adore this film. Um, and I have done since I very first first saw it. Um, and I've, I've seen it quite a few times. It's kind of one of those ones I come back to fa- fairly regularly across the years because I just think it's such a feel-good movie. Okay. So I've 
I said it before we started recording, but I saw it for the first time last weekend. So I'm on the yeah. opposite side of you. But for anyone who hasn't seen it, why don't you give a brief synopsis of the film? Um, so it's sort of a, it's loosely based on Pride and Prejudice. So it's sort of a modern day Pride and Prejudice. Um, Bridget is a 30 something year old spinster um, who's on the search for love. And she decides to do sort of a new year, new me approach, as as lots of us do, and um, starts a diary. Um, and then she meets Mark Darcy, who is this well-to-do barrister type um, friend of the family, and she takes an instant disliking to him. And then she also meets Daniel Cleaver, who is this charming sleazeball played by Hugh Grant, and um, starts this romance with him. And um, we sort of end up with this love triangle between um, Bridget, Mark, and Daniel. And Bridget sort of learns what she really wants from a, from a man and um, has these amazing friends that help her along the way. Um, and yeah, that's sort of what it's about, really. Okay, so why don't you tell us, what is it? why is this one of your favourites? What do you love about it? Um, well, I love the casting, for a start. Hugh Grant is like, oh, I love Hugh Grant so much. Um, and I also love Renee Zellweger a lot. Um, but I think it's just really, really relatable, the film. Um, and that's what I love about Bridget in particular so much um she's just a totally normal woman and she has this she has a normal job she drinks she smokes and she talks way too much she's a little bit overweight um she swears a lot as well um, and she just has regular person problems um so it's not one of these kind of one of these films where you have the most obscene scenario you can possibly think of like it's it's very very normal but very very funny um, and I think it's just really easy to put yourself into her shoes and to get into the story. And it just it's just got so much warmth and humor, and I love it. All right, so we're not going to go into too great a detail, but let's let's talk a little bit about the sequels. I can't remember. Is there one or two? There are two, currently. Okay, because the baby and the... The, the, the baby oh. and the, uh, <laughs> well, the holiday. <laughs> it's not okay. called the holiday. It's called oh. Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. Yeah, that's the one I can think of. All right, so what are your thoughts on those? Um, I really like them both. Um, I think the first one is the strongest of the three, um, but they're both they're both really enjoyable. Um, so in this in this edge of reason, we get Bridget going off to Thailand, um, so we get lots of adventures over there. We've got relationship strife, so um, you've kind of you've kind of got the relationship together, and then it breaks up, and there's all sorts of miscommunication and things that. Are very typical in relationships so again very relatable um the film as a whole is probably less relatable um there are a few things that happened to bridget that are perhaps not so normal and we hopefully we haven't all gone through them she ends up in a thai prison um but um but yeah still the character is very much relatable and then in the third one bridget jones's baby as the name might suggest you follow bridget who is now pregnant and um, there's another love triangle <laughs> so it kind of it has lots of ties into the into the first two and then there's also talk of a fourth sequel but i don't know if that's gonna or a third sequel i should say a fourth film i don't know if that one's gonna happen um it's been been mentioned a few times i know that um renee zellweger has said that she sort of wouldn't would be happy to do one and um sally phillips who plays shazza has um, has done an interview as well that you can you can find online talking about it. So some of the cast are definitely interested in doing another one, but it's obviously been quite a while since the first. So okay, well you you kind of open this up to two ways I can do this. One, if they do do a fourth one, what would you like to see? Um, 
think well you've got to go with the age of the actors as they currently are haven't you so i mean when when bridget jones's baby um was made bridget um is supposed to be i think about 40. um there's a great joke about how she's a uh, classed as a geriatric mother um which you get the joys joys of being classed as if you're anywhere over i think 35 it's a bit ridiculous um but um so obviously you know by the time a sequel would come out a fourth one you'd be looking at her at least well into her 40s if not sort of early 50s maybe so perhaps looking at kind of like going through the menopause or um you know the issues with with her child growing up um I don't know. Um, it depends how soon they do it, really. But you probably can't get to teenage phase with the child because that would be quite a long way in the future. Um, but yeah, I think probably a menopausal Bridget would be lots of fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let's say those other two didn't exist and you had gotten your own sequel that you got to do back then. Do you have anything in mind you would have liked to have seen? Oh, I don't. I don't know because I'm so familiar with um, with Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason, um, and how they've done that. I mean, it's it's just kind of all part and parcel of the same thing for me, um, and I would really struggle to kind of do something different. Um, I think perhaps something a little bit less wacky. As I said, the Thai prison thing is probably not the most relatable thing in the world. Um, so perhaps I would have uh, would have kept her a little bit more local. Um, <laughs> But I guess it adds in it adds in a different storyline and um, uses Mark Darcy in a different way, really. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, you've got to have these love triangles going on um, and the miscommunication. That's kind of at the core of all all three films. So perhaps just some of that, but closer to home, really. Okay. All right. So let's take the sequels out. Let's say they just decided to remake it now. Who do you think they would get yeah. to play? I mean, you got to get Bridget and you got to get Darcy. And I can't remember yeah. the other guy's name. Hugh Grant's role. Um, Daniel Cleaver. Yes. So, well, I found this really difficult because um, <laughs> to me, the, the movie doesn't seem old because it's just part of me. Um, and because the because Bridget Jones's baby came out recently as well, the actors are all still really relevant to me. Like they don't feel like they're old. So it's a, it's a bit of a tough one. Um, but I had a little think and um, the the key i have a few ideas for bridget but the key one for me is jodie comer who is she's currently 28 so she needs to age up a little bit so we'd have to give her another couple of years um to play a 30 something at least um (laughs) i don't know are you familiar with jodie comer i do not know that name so she is she's an up-and-coming star she's um she's the star of killing eve um which um is this amazing thriller tv show yeah i've um, heard of it but i haven't watched it has crossed over yeah um she's won loads of awards for that um but she's she's coming up in a movie called free guy with ryan reynolds that's going to be um coming out this august um and then she's in another couple um coming up later in the year as well um so yeah basically she's she's an up-and-coming star and she's going to be going to be i think appearing on everyone's Everyone screams big and big and small coming up. Um, oh, there, there are a couple of Ridley Scott films that she's doing. So um, mm, one's okay. called The Last Jewel coming out in October. And then she's doing another Ridley Scott one called Kitbag, where she's um, playing opposite Joaquin Phoenix, um, who I also love. So I think that's going to be fantastic. 
But um, Jodie Comer has got this amazing ability to portray all sorts of different characters, um, which she does within one character in Killing Eve is so impressive. And um, she's incredible accents. She comes from Liverpool, so she's got a very, very strong um, accent. I don't know if you're familiar with the Scouse accent, but it's, it is intense. Um, but she can, um, she can flip that around to um, very RP, posh, British. Um, she could do Scottish, she can do all sorts of different European accents and American as well. So um, she's, she's really, really talented. And she also has this ability to play, uh, to kind of blend into the background or to stand out as well. So I think she would work really well as a, a Bridget Jones type. Um, but also um, I thought Lily James, Gemma Arterton or Holly Granger would be some good options um, that I could see in the role. Um, they're all, I've gone for British actresses, even though Renee Zellweger um, did an amazing job of putting on a, a British accent for the role. But um, obviously if you've already got the accent to start with, then that's, hey, <laughs> that's one challenge knocked off, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> And then um, for Mark Darcy, I thought Dan Stevens would be a good shout. Um, are you familiar with him? Yes, I am. I do know him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know Dan Stevens from when he was in Downton Abbey, another very, very British thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's, um, he's since been in, um, been in Beauty and Beast. Right. The Beast. Beautiful singing voice as well. And um, he was in a, a show called, I think it's Legion. It's like a, like an X-Men okay. type show. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I think he's, he's in Blythe Spirit as well, which is quite a new one. But yeah, and then um, for Daniel Cleaver, I just couldn't. I'm sorry. Um, I love Hugh Grant so much. Um, I don't tend to have celebrity crushes um, in particular at all. People talk about how they find celebrities attractive, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, but Hugh Grant is my man, um, and I can't possibly replace him. Um, I, know, I know if you look at him now, he's really quite old. Um, and he doesn't look the same at all. But in my head, he is he is the beautiful young Hugh Grant with the floppy hair and the beautiful British accent. And I just cannot find anyone of appropriate age across Hollywood or you know, I looked at Americans as well. But yeah, British or American actors that could possibly do the role of Daniel Cleaver justice in my eyes. So I'm going to leave that one to you. Oh, I wouldn't. Have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I wouldn't have a clue. We can, we can just keep Hugh Grant. It's fine. We'll just we'll pretend he's still young. Just immortalize him. You know, I could see him doing that too. So, <laughs> not out of the realm of possibility. All right. Here's what I want you to do. Maybe people don't like rom coms or romantic movies at all. I want you to sell Bridget Jones' diary to a person who's not going to seek this out. And why they Ooh, should watch well, it. <laughs> it depends where you are in your life and what's going on. But I think this is an excellent go-to movie if you're going through a breakup, if you're going through a hard time, or if you just want to laugh. Um, there's a beautiful scene where Bridget sings all by myself and um, does yeah. some sort of like air drums to it. Um, and she's, this is again, she's so relatable. She's eating like a tub of Ben and Jerry's wrapped up in a duvet in her living room and it's just perfect. And everybody can relate to that at some stage in their life whether or not it's now or it's been in the past you you will fall in love with bridget jones okay and i'll just add that there's a great fight scene to it's raining men that's worth watching there just is. for that so there there's that if that did so 
And I think it's the second one. If you get if you get to the sequel, you get to see um, Mark Darcy with a wet white wet white shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I did I not think, make I think it to the sequel. Actually, I think Daniel Cleaver and Mark Darcy are both in a uh, in a fountain with white shirts on. Oh, there you go. Seven points right there. <laughs> you get the get the fight scene in both both movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to wrap this one up. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and the podcast? Uh, you can find Best Film Ever on all good streaming platforms. Um, so, yeah, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify and all sorts of other places. Um, we have, I think we've got 100 episodes out there now um, with 70-something key episodes. And then we've got some bonus apps as well. Um, so you can go and check us out. I don't know what our latest will be. Um, by the time this one airs because it's a surprise every week and we're actually um, in a little season of our own picks at the moment so I have literally no idea what is coming up next <laughs> by the time this airs but um, you can you can have a look through our back catalogue it's quite extensive now and that it, there is something from pretty much every genre I think we've even got a horror one in there so you can find what it is that you like and you can see whether we also love or whether we rip apart your best film ever. <laughs> All right. And as always, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, available wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to come back next week as we wrap up the best month ever. And Georgia joins the show to talk about The Princess Bride and tell why that should be your next favorite movie. You guys take care. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>